0: entrepreneur on fire 591 what are you waiting for tickets to a rocket ship well here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride ignite are you a small-time business owner wanting to look big time for your clients go to evoice.com and get five dollars off every month for life when you enter promo code fire that's evoice.com promo code fire Design projects can get really expensive, really fast. Start your next design project for as little as $199. Plus, visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Susan Rowan. Susan, are you prepared to ignite You bet I am. Yes. Susan is an American author and speaker. She's written several business networking self-help books, including How to Work a Room, which reached number one on Book of the Month Club's list of best-selling nonfiction books in 1990. Susan, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business.
1: Okay. Well, the first thing is that I'm a former school teacher which means i give homework so everyone listening is going to have homework (laughs) afterwards um but but i'm also someone who was laid off because san francisco laid off 1200 teachers a number of years ago and at the time that two of those people were me and my then husband so i have not just you know igniting and being on fire. You know, I've had baptism by fire. Sure. Being laid off. And how do you take that and turn it into something? How do you take not just a lemon and make lemonade, but make lemon chiffon pie, someone once told me. (laughs) And so that's part of it. But I really believe this, John. We forget that so much of what we do that's good can be transferred to the next thing. I think if I have any success of a lot of it is due to my being a school teacher. Lesson plans, following through, preparing communication with parents, principals, kids. There's so much you have to do. And I think I'm not ever going to disdain the profession. I hold teachers in high regard because I know how many skills we have. And that's how I started my business is believing in teachers, which was look what it turned into.
0: Susan, this is powerful. I really know that Fire Nation is taking this in because when I share about my past and my journey being in the military, as we we briefly talked about in the pre-chat, you know, it has a lot to do with the success that I'm currently experiencing with the discipline and the realizing that hard work really does pay off and all these different things that I learned at a very young age as soon as I graduated college. Boom, you know, I was in the thick of things. I was deployed to Iraq for 13 months oh, as a man. platoon leader of four tanks and 16 men, you know, which four of whom made the ultimate sacrifice to this country. So I had that baptism by fire as well that you talked about Susan, and it really set me up, you know, in the path that I ended up taking in life, never selling for something that didn't inspire me, being willing to quit over and over again when I found myself in situations I didn't want to be in. So, Susan, we're going to dive into your journey because it's been an inspiring one, I mean, to say the least. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So, Susan, take it away.
1: I am going to totally do something different than all your other uh, interviews. The person... I know everyone wants to quote the Dalai Lama and all this. The success quote that really really pushed my business out there was from my mother. Here's what she used to say growing up in Chicago. Susan, go out. You'll never meet anyone sitting at home. (laughs) By the way, that was her dating mantra. But I took that and transferred that. That was in my brain. So when I was laid off and I noticed things happening in San Francisco that I thought would help this thing that I was creating around career change, I got dressed, went out, and I sometimes was out three nights a week meeting people, connecting, making friends, laughing, staying in touch, following up, because it was about creating that visibility. And I think that stayed in my head. Now, of course, you can meet a lot of people staying at home in front of your computer. (laughs) Most of them aren't the people that they say they are. But I, I would encourage our entrepreneurs in your own communities in a professional convention go be seen it's not just that you know who people are here's the i grew up in chicago so we have a very different concept of the politics of savvy <laughs> people need to know who you are and when they've had a face to face even after a twitter exchange or a linkedin exchange something different happens john Because already there's connection and visual and the handshake, the only legitimate touch. And so I am going to encourage you, show up, go to your rotary, go to your wherever your chamber of commerce, let people get to know you and get to know you and your business.
0: Fire Nation, these words are so applicable today last year, 10 years ago, 10 years from now. Because Susan, the best thing that I ever did in my entrepreneurial journey was I hired a mentor when I was just getting started. And the first thing that mentor told me was, John, go to a physical conference. There's one in New York City next week. Go there, interact with the attendees, talk to the people face-to-face that are their presenters, engage with them. That's where real connections are made. And Susan, that's where I got my first couple of yeses for Entrepreneur on Fire. I would not have gotten those yeses over a tweet or over a cold email. But in person, seeing that genuine connection got me those first yeses that got that ball rolling. And here we are today, 587 interviews later, a -a seven-day-a-week business podcast. So I love that message, Susan. And what I really want to do now is take the spotlight and turn it to your journey. Let's look to the past. We're going to talk about your successes. We're going to talk about an aha moment you had. But first... Let's talk about a failure. Let's talk about a trial or a tribulation that you faced at some point in your journey. And Susan, tell us that story. Take us there with you to that day and share with us the lessons you learned.
1: Just to understand that my business is a speaking and I consider being an author another revenue of the the business. So I'm an author and a speaker, but it was an awful day as an author, when I went to my bank to deposit the check for a foreign sale. And I happened to be back the next day. And the, oh, the banker called me. The teller called me. Back at, back in the days when we actually talked to tellers. Right. Knew you. Uh, by the way, folks, talk to your tellers. You never know what can happen from that.
0: And a teller is somebody that works at a bank, Fire Nation. Yes.
1: They, they're the ones <laughs> that stand behind. Yes. We do have to define that. Um, and she said, Susan, we went, our bank went to get the money out of the account. The publisher who was, and I don't want to say the word in English because that could be bad, but I'll say it in Yiddish, a ganif. And <laughs> a, you'll know from context clues what I meant. He canceled the check that he had already sent me. And I knew that all my suspicions about this person were true. And I, that, it, it was at a failure on me. And yes, because I had the little hints that he was like that.
0: Oh, that intuition. But the
1: embarrassment of depositing a check and having them say he canceled or whatever he did, he cleared out his account. And that's when I knew I had to make some bold movements and bold stands and become my own advocate so I could gather the material so I could bring back the control of my book to me. But boy, can you imagine how embarrassing that was? I blame myself because I thought, ooh, I knew he was kind of sleazy. What was I thinking?
0: Susan, what's so powerful about this and what Fire Nation is going to be able to really take from this is a theme that comes up so often in these great interviews I do with successful and inspiring entrepreneurs such as yourself, Susan, is that so often... The failures, the struggles, the obstacles, the trials and tribulations happen when we don't listen to that little voice, when we don't listen to our intuition, our gut, who is there telling us, red flag, red flag, probably not the kind of people you want to be dealing with, probably not the type of thing you want to be doing. And when we ignore that intuition, Susan, we see these things happen. But on the other end of the spectrum... When we see people actually following their intuition and doing what's authentically resonating with them, we see those aha moments and those successes start to sprout. So, Susan, break it down for us. Give Fire Nation, in one sentence, the one lesson that you learned from that experience in your life.
1: Don't think you have money unless it clears the bank. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I, you know, it's, it's funny because I had a, an auditor with one of the big four accounting firms tell me. Uh, that was the lesson he told me. He said, you have nothing with a client until their check clears the bank. And I think we forget in business, like I'm a speaker. I'm an author. Those are two traits. Those are two skills, two talents. But the other part of having a business, John, is knowing the business sense. I'm an English major. I was a teacher. Here's what I did, and I would encourage everyone to do this. Make sure you are aligned with, and Entrepreneurs on Fire, things you need to know about the business side of running a business. That was what I was not good at, and I've had to really get good. If I had to do it over again, knowing I'd be in my business 32 years, I would have taken an accounting course for non-accountants.
0: Fire Nation, that is the type of focus that you need to have when you're starting a business. You need to have the pieces in place. And if you don't personally have those skills, either get those skills or have somebody on your team or acquire somebody for your team that does have those skills. And Susan, what I wanna talk about now is another story, but this time we're going to the other end of the spectrum. We're gonna talk about a light bulb moment, an aha moment that you, Susan, have had at some point in your journey. So again, Susan, Take us to that moment, like you took us to that bank. Take us to that moment with this story. We want to be there with you when you have this idea. And then walk us through the steps that you took to turn that idea, that aha moment into success.
1: I would like to say that I had the idea, but like you just said, I have a little team. They are my friends who love and adore me. Okay, and I think we need to differentiate friends who love and adore you and want the best from you than everyone else in the world. And my pal Carl, when we I was doing a, the second rewrite of How to Work Room, he didn't like what they were offering me for money. I mean, he's a bigger negotiator than I am, you know, and he said, take the book away from the house that had it. How can I do that? He said, well, one of the things I got in this lawsuit is I got my rights back. He said, Susan... You know so many people in publishing, you've had these relationships for years, you pick up the phone. Because I had said to him, oh, my agent wouldn't do that. He said, I didn't tell you to get your agent to do it. I said for you to pick up the phone. John, when someone who loves and adores you and thinks you can do something gives you good feedback, you listen. That's how you save time. And I did that because I'm a relationship builder. I made a, a call let them know. And because of that, in a series of events, um, I sold on my own the rights to How to Work a Room to Harper because a former editor at Warner was now at Harper Morrow. So doing something I wasn't comfortable doing, really, I'm going to sell my own book. Oh my God, I'm not a negotiator. I'm not an agent. But someone believed in me and That made me follow through and do – and he just gave me an idea. I had to do all the work. I had to decide who I knew, pick up the phone, how to let them know without sounding like I'm pressuring them for a sale because then they would all back off. And it was a long process. And all I can say is I've been happily at my new home, Harper, for now 15 years with the silver anniversary edition of How to Work a Room that we just came out with, thanks to Carl – who told me what he perceived, but also, and I'm going to say this for you, John, I want to give you credit. When the mentor told you to go to New York, you have to take credit that you followed through and did
0: it. Thank you. And Susan, there's actually a point that I want to pull out of what you shared because there's so many great nuggets there, so many things that you did right and that you listened in the correct way that was so, so powerful for your journey. But It's not always easy for entrepreneurs to act as if, to not really want the sale so bad that it comes through during their copy, during their conversation, when they're doing whatever they might be doing. How have you found success in knowing that this is something you do really want, you do wanna make this sale, you do wanna lock down this client, or you do want to work with this book publishing company, but you can't come across that way? What are some tactics that you've used to really help you in this arena?
1: Here's what it is, John, when you're talking to people, and I want all of our entrepreneurs on fire, when you have relationships with people and you're connected and you've had those face-to-face, on the phone, via Skype, and yeah, even on Twitter, conversations with people, there's a relationship. So when you have something to say, you put it into the conversation that you have. That's not all about you. But it's a melding about both of you and what's going on in the world. So I, I do it conversationally. I, and sometimes when I need help, John, what I do, I've done that since I was a teacher. I will call someone and say, so which flavor of lifesaver are you? The cherry, the green, the and people like laugh and I go, <laughs> oh, I need help and I need you to kind of bail me out with humor and humility.
0: Humor and humility. I've always loved my uncle Steve, who, to be honest with you, you know, he's just a guy. He's an expat now. He lives down in Honduras. He just likes to take the simple things in life and really enjoy them. But his quote that really has resonated with me, so much so that I've mentioned it a couple times on Entrepreneur on Fires, now almost 600 episodes, is be humble, be happy. And, you know, Susan, I think if more people have that attitude in life, they'll be surprised at where their journey takes them. And, Susan, you've had a lot of incredible, successful moments in your journey. I mean, How to Work a Room reached number one on the Book of the Month Club's list of best-selling nonfiction books in 1990. And I mean, the list goes on, but share with Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, talk to Fire Nation about the moment that is your proudest entrepreneurial moment in time.
1: I can tell you exactly, I was at a fundraiser at Neiman Marcus uh, for, and I can't say the name of the charity because that would be slander or libel, I'm not sure. And everyone there, I had written How to Work Room and no one would talk to me because they were all really rich and they didn't know who I was. It's like, I'm going to, I have spinach in my teeth? I didn't even understand this. (laughs) But afterwards, um, I sat with after whatever their program was, I sat with two older women that came to support this charity, Neiman Marcus. And I will never forget that, not that day, but the day before I had learned how to work a room, my baby, my book, made number one on Book of the Month Club. And for those of you that don't know, Book of the Month Club 25 years ago was the place to be. And two women happened to say to me, Well, what do you do? And at that moment, things raced through my brain, not what I used to do, and they laid off from teaching. And I just looked at them and smiled and said, I'm an author. And that was the beginning.
0: Susan, that's a moment to be proud of. I felt like I was there with you, sitting at that table. I was one of those two women that was leaning in to hear what you did. And did you ever deliver? And what I want to talk about quickly, Susan, because you've had quite the entrepreneurial journey. You've been in this game for quite some time, so you've had the highs, you've had the lows, this emotional roller coaster of entrepreneurial journey that we're all on. I mean, it's just a reality. and you know one day we can be on top of the world, the next day it all comes crashing down. How do you, Susan Rowan, keep some semblance of balance?
1: I'll tell you how I do it. And by the way, Some days, it reminds me of the Joan Rivers movie when she was looking at her calendar for her stand-up bookings and the gentleman said to her, what's your calendar like? Well, it was so empty. She said, oh my God, it's so white, it's giving me a migraine. (laughs) So I relate to that because as a speaker, if you don't see a full calendar, sometimes there's the people that don't pay you. Sometimes the things that they book, they move away from. They don't even let you know. What I do is I allow myself a few, I feel sorry for myself moments, and then I turn it around, and actually, I I have people that I call in my life that will give me a little boost, but the other thing is, um, I'm from Chicago, so please take this, and I'm really not the meanest person I know. Now that I write, and now that I blog, I say, ooh, in about two days, that's going to be some material for me. (laughs) I mean, someone did something to me and I couldn't mention his name. I put that out as a, you know, because people come to my Twitter account to see do's and don'ts and hints and, you know, wonderfully curated articles. Tip, be really careful about humor that you write on someone's Facebook page. It could not be funny to them.
0: (laughs) And it's always hard without the tonality of the humor. Just in black and white sometimes, you never quite know. And Susan, what I want to do is bring things to current times. I want to talk about you today. Share with Fire Nation one thing that just has you fired up right now.
1: One of the things that has me fired up right now is the fact that we have a fourth iteration, a brand new updated version of how to work a room. And I came up with the theme that the PR people from Harper are using, which is needed now more than ever. Whoa. And I also wrote face-to-face, how to reclaim the personal touch in the digital world. So when you said face-to-face, I said, if we want our entrepreneurs to succeed, you can do a lot online. But if I can give people, and it's my mission and this is my mission. Former teacher, you had to learn all eight parts of speech. Now, not the teacher, but my mission is if I can give you some strategies and techniques so you could walk into any room and feel confident and comfortable and make the best, then that's what I want to do. So whether it's through speaking or writing or blogging, and I love what I do. And I I think the other part of it which keeps me in balance and keeps me moving forward is rather than tone down my sense of humor, I have embraced it. Because that's, to me, what appeals to people. And if I can laugh at myself, then it'll be easy for people to connect with me. But that's what puts me on fire is get the message out, Um, you know. I love my speaking. I love my writing. I love my blogging. But now, at this point, I also want, and I've always done this, if you've had a good mentor, you must turn around and be the mentor for the next generation. And I think me helping people write, et cetera, you know, who want to be in the speaking business, it's called taking a few minutes for other people.
0: So, Susan, you may call it turning up the humor, but when I talk to Fire Nation and share with them the most important things that they can do for themselves, I call it being authentic, being truly Susan Rowan. And if that is turning up the humor, because that's who you really are, you're being your authentic self, and that shines through, and that's what people resonate with. So, Fire Nation... Be you. Be your authentic self. That will shine through. Go ahead, Susan.
1: And I want to tell you a story because this goes back to the bad old days when I was teacher, a teacher in the bad <laughs> old days in Chicago. I had a class and I thought they loved the teacher next door, Miss Eleanor. So I tried to be like her. I was just fairly new. It was only my second year and it was a terrible neighborhood and oh my gosh. And I tried to be like her. And then one day, for protection, we locked our doors from the inside. And one day, she knocked on my door. And I'll never forget, Gary Reed said, please don't let her in. I said, what? I thought you all adored her. That's when I found out I was trying to be like the woman next door that they didn't even like. (laughs) And that's when I decided to be me, even as a teacher in a very rough neighborhood. And the minute I decided to be me with my humor... And with my commitment to the kids, which might have been really different than the other teachers, I'll never forget the principal, the vice principal walked in in April and he said, all other classes are falling apart. Yours was apart in the beginning. How did you get this to group together is this little, he called a little community in my classroom because I became myself.
0: Now, see, Fire Nation, that's a story. That's where you can hear the words, be yourself. You can hear the words, be authentic. But until somebody like Susan puts it into a story like that, we can't really grasp the meaning. And Susan, that's why I just need to commend you for your storytelling, because that's one thing that I'm always looking to pull out of our guests here at Entrepreneur Fire, the stories, the stories. That's what we as humans resonate with. Things become so clear when we get to that. And Susan, we're about to dive into the lightning round, but before we do, let's thank our sponsors. I often talk about taking that entrepreneurial leap, the things you need to do to get started. At 99designs, you can quickly get the designs you need in the beginning. A logo, website design, social media images. Oh, and have you considered email marketing yet? Email may seem like Twitter's older, less attractive sister, yet surprisingly, it remains one of the most cost-effective channels to connect with your audience all around the world. It can efficiently hit a huge audience and produce quick results when done right, of course. Do you need an eye-catching email for your next campaign? The community at 99designs can create a custom design just for you. For just $299, you'll get about 20 designs to choose from, and your happiness is 100% guaranteed. What if you could start your next design project today and have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? You can visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. A while back, I was on a mastermind retreat with a bunch of entrepreneurs enjoying all that the Colorado mountains had to offer. One thing that was lacking cell phone service. At first, I was a little concerned about missing important business calls until I remembered that eVoice actually transcribes my voicemails and emails them to me. A couple of days later, after a great four-wheeler trek, I came back and opened my computer. There in my inbox sat two email transcriptions of voicemails that I would have otherwise not been able to access for another couple days. Because I was able to send an email response to the caller, they felt taken care of and I felt great about not skipping a beat even while I was kicking back and enjoying myself in the mountains. Want to try it for yourself? Evoice is giving Fire Nation $5 off per month forever on top of their 30 day free trial. So go to evoice.com, enter promo code FIRE. That makes evoice under eight bucks a month. Evoice.com, promo code FIRE. And Susan, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, where yes, you get sir. to share some incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: I have my notes right in front of me (laughs) because I did my homework.
0: What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: It never even went into my brain to think about becoming one. So when the opportunity, oh my gosh, I, I had 100 people on a waiting list for my seminar that I would be an entrepreneur, it was overwhelming. And the interesting thing is my father owned his own business. So that was it. I never even thought about that. But this is... What happened? My, and I would call her, what the word she made up, my femtor. She said she couldn't be a mentor. She was my (laughs) femtor. And Sally Livingston, I always give credit. And this is what I'd say to our entrepreneurs. Please always give credit where credit is due in a tribute. People will be grateful. They'll do more for you. And that is just so ethical. But Sally said to me, oh, Susan, you have 100 people on a waiting list. You have a business. I almost fainted. She said, my dear girl, come with me to Women Entrepreneurs and hear this fabulous speaker, Patricia Fripp. And when people who you admire, adore, respect, and love you tell you to do something, what's your answer? Yes. Yes. And that changed me. And I joined Women Entrepreneurs because I knew I needed to learn how to be an entrepreneur. Uh, So that was actually one being held back because I never even thought about that in my whole life. But then I knew I had to learn it and I had to delve in. It was scary, but it was wonderful. You don't even know. You need to go on a Ferris wheel ride. If you want to be scared, try this.
0: <laughs> Susan, what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: The best advice I have ever received, actually, I-, I took a writing class from Annie Lamott, who a lot of people know is a wonderful writer. And she quoted Mel Brooks, of course, I would quote Mel Brooks. It, you know, we always say, listen, to, you know, the marketplace tells you what you ought to be doing. But how Mel Brooks said this, and I wrote it and put it on my refrigerator, listen to your broccoli. It will tell you how to eat it. <laughs> yeah, and you can see Mel Brooks doing that. But what it really means is the marketplace tells you what they want you to do. You don't need a focus group. Listen, observe ask. When two different people said to me, Mumsy, who was like 80 at the time, and my friend Patricia Fripp, who was an entrepreneur, said, people are asking you to pick your brain over a cup of coffee. And my friend Patricia said, a cup of coffee isn't worth your time of putting on the makeup to go there. She said, you have a business. It's called consulting. So when two different people who don't know each other from disparate parts of my life, notice that people are asking me for advice and they tell you you should be consulting and coaching, then you listen. The marketplace tells you.
0: Susan, you are truly a sister from another mista because <laughs> I love sharing with Fire Nation the value and importance of growing an audience through different mediums, whichever mediums work for you. But the key thing to do once you have that audience listen. And Susan, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success.
1: It's my personal habit. There's two of them. One is from being a teacher. I tell everyone, if I'm a success at all, it's because of my teacher training, which means A, we do lesson plans and B, we never go to sleep unless everything we need for the next day is lined up at the door. And that's part of preparing yourself. I think that's worked well for me. Um, the other thing is, and it's something I've shared in Savvy Networking, is I'm entrepreneurs, please stay in touch with people when you need nothing from them. Because when you do need something or they need something from you, you'll have a relationship. But if you only call when you need something, that gets very tiresome. So now we have Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, and we can send a little, a ping, a tweet or whatever. Thinking of you, we have email. Stay in touch with people. And I'm going to add something else because, of course, i used to telling people what to do. <laughs> Pick up the phone. If everyone else is online, make that contact by having, if not face-to-face, at least where you can hear intent and tonality. Use the phone as your friend for your business.
0: Especially if you're going to use humor.
1: Oh, for sure. (laughs) Or I'm going to have to send a tweet about you. (laughs) Yes.
0: Susan, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners?
1: I do. And I went to the first Evernote conference and Phil Liblin was Wonderful. And I beg them to have a remedial class for the early people. <laughs> but it's, it's not Evernote, which is a wonderful company. What I use, because I, adopt, I adopted social media. I'm a blogger 10 years, LinkedIn 8. My tool that I love is Hootsuite. Hootsuite helps me program my social media. It saves me a lot of time. And when I want to send things to people, and I don't want to send like the 500 character URL, (laughs) I go to Hootsuite and they shrink it for me. I Hootsuite for me because I am a social media
0: person. Well Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at EOFire.com slash Susan Rowan. And Susan, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, and of course your book will be linked up in the show notes. What book would that be?
1: Well, I'm a big fan of Daniel Pink, and whether you you – I think it's to sell as human is so important for entrepreneurs to read. I think that that's a wonderful book, and I also like his drive, his book drive, what drives people. But to sell as human is a really important book to read. A, he you can understand, and B, he makes sense. C, he supports what he says with actual research instead of just anecdotal opinion.
0: It's so true. And Dan gave an amazing interview on Entrepreneur on Fire, eofire.com slash Dan Pink, Fire Nation. You want to check that interview out. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Susan, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. dollars you just woken up, comprehended all of this, and walked outside. What do you do now?
1: Well, given who I am, I would put some of the 500 in a savings account. <laughs> but what I would do is what I did to start this business. I would go outside, look for other people, say good morning, smile, strike up a conversation. I would ask some questions, but I'd share something about myself because people don't like being asked a lot of questions because they think you're an interrogator. And I would just start meeting people, seeing people, whether it's at the cleaners or at the uh, the manicurist or whatever. And I just start talking to everyone and say, oh, I'm new in town. What would you
0: recommend I ought to do?
1: People are happy to help you if you ask them.
0: Susan, I am just loving this content that you are dropping upon Fire Nation. It's so practical and it's so true. And it just is so authentic with who you are that I just love it. And what I would love to do to end this interview is you to give Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Okay, I'm going to give my parting two action steps to make this Make your dream come true. The first one, and it's from listening to a lot of people who have said, I can't believe I gave this person a lead. They said they'd follow up and they never did. The key to making your dreams come true is follow up, follow up, follow up. Do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it, because not everyone else is doing the follow up. But in this world of referrals and recommendations, The second part to that is always, always keep everyone in the loop who's helped you get to the next step because no one wants to show up six months later and find out you landed the biggest client that they recommended you to and A, you forgot to tell them and B, you didn't send a donation to their favorite charity or take them to dinner. So if that (laughs) makes sense to you, follow up and keep people in the loop. They'll want to do the next thing if they know you
0: valued the first one. So, so true. And man, Susan, what is the best way that we can find you?
1: Oh, you can find by the way, it'd be hard to avoid me. No. Um, <laughs> what you do uh SusanRowan.com, you can follow me at tw- at, at Twitter at, at Susan Rowan, and I'll spell it at, it's S-U-S-A-N-R-O-A-N-E, or at how to work a room. And you know, I have an email, susan at com. Go to my website. And by the way, if if you want to hire a speaker, give me a call. See how I did that? So it's 415-461-3915. I'm here in the San Francisco area. So you can call, you can email, you can tweet, and you can go to my website. There's a lot of free material it, in terms of posts on my blog that might be very uh, worthwhile. So come and visit, drop into my website.
0: Well, Susan, you can count on being visited by a plethora of Fire Nation faithful who are all well aware they can find the links to everything that we've been talking about. Your book, your website, all of your contact information you just shared, your recommended resources, all this great content. At eofire.com, type Susan into the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. Susan, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. That sounds great. Veterans, are you interested in owning your own business? Join me, Antonio Centeno, and Tom Morks all successful entrepreneurs and veterans, as we talk about what it takes to build your own business from scratch by leveraging the skills you developed while serving your country. And you'll have the support of a community of veterans that are committed to helping you succeed. Visit highspeedelite.com. That's highspeedelite.com.